Welcome to a special episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. Today, it's just me, Mistress Honey. Mistress Mia is taking some well-deserved rest, and so um, we had a little bit of a we had a little bit of a issue um, with our scheduling, and it resulted in a need to pull an episode that was supposed to air today, but that's okay because we have plenty of of dungeon stories and BDSM experiences to share. So I thought I'd tell you a little bit about me and my personal journey and how I became Mistress Honey. So let me start off by saying that I graduated high school. It was private high school, private Christian high school, and um, I graduated with honors with the help of my guardians at the time, and I went to, I went off to college for four years in North Carolina, where I started off as a graphic design major. I love art, I love drawing, I love creating logos and and graphics it's a lot of fun and I was okay at it I was a B student but it wasn't my passion at the time and I I just didn't have what it took to stay at the graphics lab until four in the morning getting homework done and so the next semester I did something I advise everyone to do when they're in college and they don't know what they want to do I took only my general education credits. And I said, I will find a passion out of something I'm already scheduled to learn. And so that's what I did. I took English or composition 102, I think. I took History 110 World Civilizations. And because I was at a faith-based university in North Carolina, I took Religion 101, which was a required class of anyone who hoped to graduate there. And so that second semester, I just paid attention. I I asked myself, what is it that I like? What is it that I enjoy doing the work for? What is it that I enjoy studying? what, What classes am I looking forward to every day? Well, that was Religion 101 and History 110. So I became a religion major and a history minor. And let me tell you, (laughs) I got a lot of backlash from family about it. Like, oh, well, what? There's no career at the end of that. What are you going to be able to do? I have a bachelor's degree. I can do anything. And that's kind of the... The uh, approach I've taken with it, um, one approach could have been to go straight into a master's of divinity or a master's in history, which is a choice that many of my friends made, and it was a great professional and personal choice for them. Y'all, I was too tired. <laughs> I was I I saw how much money had I already I already borrowed, so I said, you know what, it's time to go to work <laughs> and then start paying these bills out. And so my first job out of college was a um, car dealership. I worked as a cashier in their service department. 
And of course, people made fun of me there too. Oh, you got a bachelor's degree and look what you're doing. You're working for $9 an hour. Yeah, I'm sure you're so glad you went to college. Hell yeah, I'm glad I went. Because <laughs> a few months later, I was out of that profession and I was working for a medical school for a few years. I started out doing straight up clerical work for a doctor and transferred over to the education sector. Um, and I probably could have made a career of, of that going into the education sector and in administration and running graduate programs. It was a great job for me. But uh, my husband was being, my husband at the time was being transferred to Japan and I went along with them. I love the years I spent in Japan. Um, I do have to remember how lonely it was and just how isolated I felt. But honestly, Japan is a wonderful place to visit, full of very kind people and amazing history. So if you get a chance, hop to it. Well, while I was in Japan, I was semi-introduced to BDSM. I remember going on Tumblr, and of course, that's like the worst place to go to learn BDSM, because then you have to deal with those fake Tumblr doms who will just force you to do things and be jerks, and I'm just like, well, this definitely wasn't what I wanted. It was just a chat session and being told what to do without any kind of any kind of uh, reward for me in the end it just felt like i <clears throat> it just felt like i was supposed to just do what this guy told me to do because he's a master or whatever and i was just like okay well maybe you know okay bdsm sucks <laughs> if this is what it is of course, now we all warn against fake-ass Tumblr doms, but, you know, I I didn't know shit back then. Well, I come I come to Florida after the, after the three years in Japan, and I became a teacher, a public school teacher, for a couple of years until, until I, you know, felt like I needed change. Um, for many re- for many reasons, being a teacher uh, just wasn't going to work. Um, but then I worked for a financial institution. I got to learn finance. So I've had a lot of different careers. I left my job in finance last year when I contracted. I well, actually, yeah, I contracted COVID last year shortly after being employed there, and. I had long COVID, so you know my symptoms were there for months and months and months, and I just never knew what kind of day I was gonna have. But because of post-COVID illnesses, I wound up having to leave, and I said, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But I had met Mistress Mia a couple months prior, and she kept telling me, she goes, I have subs who would love you. They would just love you. And I mean, I was just so unsure. I mean, come on. I'm I'm a bigger girl. I have curves. You know, what is it that 
what is it that they are looking for that I have? I just, I didn't have the self-esteem. But when I was no longer working for the financial institution, and she said, hey, she's, and she said, hey, I have a sub coming over. I told him about you. He really wants to meet you. So I went over. I actually live really close, so that was really easy for me. And she told me, she was with me the whole time. And she just kind of pushed me, and not pushed me, but led me into what I could do to dominate this sub. And... I just, I really liked it. I really enjoyed uh, the feeling that I had, you know, having this person in front of me who's entrusted me with his, with his power, and he's trusting me to push some limits, but not too far. He's trusting me to make him feel a certain way or put him into a certain kind of subspace. And I don't know that I guess the power, the immense power you feel, the immense control, you know, the, the control you're given. It's, it's unlike anything else. And until then, I never thought I could dom like, no, just, you know, I, I'm not that strong. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'll do whatever makes you happy. I'm such a people pleaser. (laughs) But in that moment, I knew there's no way I could sub. I could, there's no way I could stay just to stay a sub. And so I thought, okay, well, with this experience, I can, I know I can dominate men and I know I don't want, I don't necessarily want to be subject to men, but maybe I could be dommed. I could, I could, I could, I could sub for for a woman. You know, I feel safer with women, and and that's where I was at the time. And this was just when I started playing with men as my subs. And um, <clears throat> at the time, I was also experimenting with uh, different BDSM experiences. There is a. Uh, in my area, there's a public dungeon that's open on Saturdays, and I was going there and meeting some people and having some experiences. My first time there, I met the man who would become my sub, but at, when I met him, he was what they call a service top for me at the time. Uh, he is a switch, or, and he's or he's a subby switch who is more on a submissive side, but he knows how to, he knows how to top. He knows how to, he can, he can dominate when he wants to. And he has a lot of skills and knowledge in the area of BDSM. And so my first visit to this dungeon, and this was before I met Mia, you know, he got me interested in electrical play at first I was like, what? No, that's crazy. This is, this is all just so crazy. And he told me, he goes, but it feels just like a vibration and it feels really good. And, you know, when, when he was describing the feeling, I knew exactly what I wanted to, uh, feel that sensation on. And I, and I told him, I said, leather rebel, 
put this put these electrodes on my nipples I want to know how this feels and so that's what he did you know he, he showed me exactly what he was doing and you know he worked on intensity and all of that and you know I'm sitting here with electrical currents running through my nipples and y'all <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> I did not <clears throat> expect to feel that that good I mean I and I came really really hard for the first time in a while and uh, orgasm is something I really have struggled with a lot mostly because of um, medications that I have to take to keep my brain working the way it's supposed to so it can be an elusive feeling but I recaptured it there <laughs> And of course, all leather rebel, all leather rebel says at the end is, "Welcome to kink." <laughs> but that's how I knew that there were sensations that I liked, and I had one experience with another player there at that dungeon where I, where I bottomed for impact play. There were things I liked about being flogged. There were certain things I liked about impact, but it it just it wasn't something I knew I'd like to, to to have regularly, and that's when I learned I was into sensations. Sensations were my my main uh, kink or fetish. I don't know where which way it lands for me right now, but having that knowledge going into Mistress Mia's dungeon, I knew. I knew I loved sensations. I loved making subs feel new things or have sensa- really, um, sens- really sensational feelings, things that they wouldn't feel on a normal basis. And this kind of, this kind of uh, aided in, in the things I like to do in the dungeon. There are certain instruments I use because I know it'll bring a feeling that's not expected. That's why <laughs> that's why I'm highly interested in urethral sounding because while I haven't well it's one of the things I haven't had done to myself because it is, you know, it it, it does cross a little bit of a, a personal boundary for for me for receiving those sounding rods that I would use on on male subs I love the look on their face because they had this whole body tingle going on and they loved how it felt is they just had to kind of lose lose the fact of what was going on they had to stop thinking about oh my god there's a rod in my penis all they had to focus on was oh my god this is an amazing tingling sensation that I can feel everywhere and so yes, I'm a I'm a sensation player, and aside from aside from that, um, I have also been interested in bo- bottoming for different experiences. Not not necessarily being submissive, but being on the receiving end of of certain types of play. Um, there's something. There's a like a little personal philosophy I have that for most of the most of the 
inflictions I impose on male subs, I like to personally know how it feels. So, you know, I, I know how a flogger feels. I know how a whip feels. I know what it feels like if you accidentally hit the wrong place. I know how it feels to be choked. I know how it feels to be shocked with an electrical current in multiple ways, not just the electrodes, but I had an instance in the dungeon where I was going to use a, I was going to use a bug zapper (laughs) for some cock and ball torture, but I had to test it on my finger first. I want to know how it felt. So, well, I also had to see if it worked too. So. (laughs) <laughs> I just uh, attached it to my finger and made sure it worked. And, and uh, of course, my little jumping and shaking a little bit afterwards. <laughs> like, yep, it works. It works. <laughs> but that's kind of, that's the philosophy I take. Um, my favorite thing to do is to have a sub come in who already knows what their fetish is Um it is while it's while it's a lot of fun to to put a newcomer up on my cross and and flog them and 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 learn and how like learn together what their interests are it's always so much fun when somebody else comes in and goes this is what i'm into and it i love it because it's you know we're going to specialize in something we're going to focus on a certain experience and and um I don't know. I just I love it when people are so in touch with their kinks and fetishes and they're unashamed because it just makes the experience so much more fun. But yeah, I love dealing with newcomers, too, because you have somebody come in and goes, well, I just I got interested. I got interested. I don't know what any of this is. That's a lot. That can be a lot of fun. So you do a little impact play with the floggers. You do a little sensation play with other instruments like the pinwheels or my favorite one to use is actually one of those um meat mallets with the spiky things at the end it's great it's it's a great instrument for sensation especially when it's when somebody's facing forward and they can't see what you have in your hand that little mind fuckery of what in the world is going on? What is this feeling? But um, with playing in the dungeon, it's just like when I'm there, I'm in my absolute favorite space. I can be my absolute favorite self. And it's really, it's really helped for personal growth for me. Um, I have mentioned before that there were certain mental things I struggled with. I I talked about a little bit about medication. Um, I've struggled a lot in my life about feeling like a burden and feeling like feeling unwanted, feeling like a failure. And this is what I walked through life with just trying not to take up space and trying to be forgettable because of all the things I was told to believe about myself. 
after I started playing in the dungeon with Mistress Mia I, and, and dominating submissives, it really started to change the way I, I felt about myself. I finally, you know, coupled with coupled with a medication adjustment and really a really amazing therapist who uh, helped me fill my mental toolbox with things I could do to make things better for myself. I, I, so coupled with all of that and then, you know, going into a dungeon and being in charge and being wanted and thanked for what I was doing, you know, I started to really feel instead of a burden, it was like, I'm hot shit, aren't I? (laughs) And everyone should feel like they're hot shit. You should be the hot shit in your life, guys. Um, (laughs) But I go in there and I am powerful. I'm wanted. I'm salivated after and that's just it's such a great way to see yourself and i'm sure the same goes for for uh those who like to submit too you know you go you have the rest of your life where you have to control yourself in so many situations you can't let go but a submissive in a dungeon they let go completely they give up their control and they go off into this amazing space in their heads where it's just floaty and wonderful and all you can do is feel and that's also an amazing feeling in my growth um, there has been other things I've, I've struggled with I'll tell you that once I started to see myself as strong, that's all I wanted to be. I just wanted to be as strong as I felt in that dungeon, as strong as I looked. And the last thing I've wanted to show anyone was vulnerability. I never wanted to seem vulnerable in front of of anyone. I just wanted to be this strong bitch. (laughs) But thanks to, but thanks to my sub, you know, I talk with him a lot about personal struggles and mostly because that there were certain sensations, certain experiences I wanted to have as a bottom, but I was afraid to, because I was afraid, I was afraid to submit because for me being a dom I just I felt like that showed a vulnerability that I didn't want seen I didn't want to be seen as anything but strong so I held back on on the things I wanted to do just because I just couldn't deal I couldn't deal with the show of vulnerability but this past Saturday I made that choice and it was amazing. Okay, let me tell you, pardon my cough. (laughs) And please do continue to pardon any kind of meowing that you can hear. I'm recording from my, I'm recording from my home today. (laughs) 
Um, <clears throat> so this Saturday, I went to the the local play dungeon, the open dungeon that's open on Saturdays in the area, and I submitted myself to be tied tied up with rope and suspended in the air. It's it's an experience that some call flying, and that's because that's exactly how it feels. Now, I was so nervous. Okay, because at this at this other dungeon you know, where they tie you up, it's literally front and center. You're literally center stage. And that was scary. I thought, I'm going to need a blindfold. I can't deal with knowing that all these people are seeing me in this vulnerable state. I just, it's, it's too hard. And so I brought a blindfold with me. But by the time I, by the time I went to the center stage, I was in a place where I just, I didn't mind. I didn't mind not being blindfolded. I didn't mind the people who were who were watching. And um, the man who who tied me up, uh, he's very he's very very good at what he does. In fact, when he comes to that particular dungeon, there's such a long list of submissives who who want to be tied up and suspended with his work. Now. When I, I, I kept, I, I just had a, when I was being tied up, like there's a certain point in there where you're still standing and you're just, you know, there's ropes around you, there's ties going on, but nothing's really happening yet. And you're just like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? What is this going to feel like? But after I was all tied up and then um, <clears throat> the rigor, a rigor is what you call somebody who does the tying and the pulling when the rigor uh, had me lean over on my side which meant I was leaning into the air and getting my feet up off the ground I that's when I started to feel amazing there was still a little bit of pain until um, until everything was was straight so I had to so I dealt with a little bit of, a little bit of oh my gosh this 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 rope is digging into my skin it hurts but it, it, after after about after 10 seconds when he was able to get everything even and tied up it was just like I was weightless and if I closed my eyes I was nowhere I was just in this weightless space I had my arms over my head my hair was tied to my ankles and then he started spinning my he started spinning the uh the contraption that the rope was tied to and so I started going in circles really fast and all that did was just make me feel almost like I didn't even have bones. It was just such this free feeling. And the rest of that night, I was just, I was in what they call subspace. I was just floaty in my mind, a little bit of, a uh, little loopy almost, just sitting in a calm space uh, and of course I dug every second of it feeling calm and everything but that was hard for me 
and I like I even posted some photos of the experience to to my FetLife account. And I was even nervous about doing that because what I because I had gone up to that center stage fully naked. Because I said, if I'm going to show my vulnerability, I'm going to show all of it. And and then, of course, the next day when, when I got the pictures and the video, I didn't post the video because if you post a video on FetLife, only people who pay for FetLife get to watch the videos. So I, I, I have that video for myself. Um, however... Um, I saw those pictures and I said, I don't know if I want to share those because that's a whole nother way of sharing your vulnerability. It's one thing to share your vulnerability with people in the moment while it's happening. It was, it's a whole different thing to share your vulnerability after the fact to people who you know, you're showing a whole community, so you don't know who you can trust with that image. But it wasn't about trusting anyone with the image. It was, I'm going to show you what I'm capable of. And that's what it was all about for me. Like, let me show everyone what limits I'm capable of pushing for myself. It, so it was really, I mean, it was really just about, about proving something to myself. And that's, that's what I did this past Saturday. I was afraid I was going to regret it. What they, I was, I was afraid I was going to, I, I, was, I was afraid I was going to be embarrassed by it, but I'm not. Um, I'm very proud of myself that I was able to, I was able to uh, get myself into a space where I felt like I could show the more vulnerable parts of me to, to others, to others who don't know me that well. And I feel like, I feel like that was a good decision. Um, I'm talking to you a few days afterwards, and I, I, f- I still feel very proud of myself. I still feel, I, st- I feel grateful to the rigor, and I'm grateful to my submissive who uh, negotiated the experiences, the experience for me. That's actually what he's, what he's doing, a service he's providing for me right now. I'm in a certain space where I finally feel that I can start bottoming for different experiences and of course my my amazing submissive who only ever wants to please me who only ever says yes mistress he's the he's the one he's he's the one putting everything together and I'm grateful to him as well I'm grateful that there's someone in my life I can trust with my vulnerability, with my true self. And sometimes and sometimes that's sometimes that's the best part of a of a DS relationship, a dominant submissive relationship is it's it's such it's cuz it's such a different level than other relationships. It's it's there it's it can be a very a very unique uh 
kind of relationship. And if you if you can get your get, get into a DS relationship that is respectful on both sides, that's something you want to. That's not, that's what you want to go for. You don't want to deal with a fake ass Tumblr dom who is nothing but demanding and nothing but and and not caring of of your needs of what you want so don't look for so don't look on tumblr for your dom uh or don't look on tumblr for your sub either don't be a fake ass tumblr dom the best parts of my growing experiences in bdsm have been a result of going to events meeting people in real life um if you join FetLife, um, that's F-E-T-L-I-F-E dot com, it is a social networking site for kinksters. And they do uh, have an events section. And you can look at events that are local to your area. You could RSVP and you can go. So this is a way where you can really meet people with who, who want the same things you do or who know about the same struggles you know about and that's the best it's really the best way um is to go to events i know we are very social uh, social networking people these days and it's it's hard to to you know get together in person um there are and there are virtual events on there too there are plenty of of zoom meetings that anyone that are open to everyone who who wants to learn or who wants to see some faces on a screen it it helps to have a little bit of a community it helps to be seeing be actually seeing people and not just you know typing on your phone i haven't been involved in bdsm very long but even, even though it started off kind of a terrible journey, it has grown into something that is has permeated my, my soul, my personality. And I am really looking forward to growing more and learning more. And I, like, I, I finally feel that I'm really going in the right direction with something and I'm in, I'm enjoying every minute of it guys I love playing in Mistress Mia's dungeon I love when I get to see uh, like-minded people I love this podcast this is one of my favorite things to do every week um, unfortunately there's not banter going on or much laughter today but that's just because that's just because it's just me there's no conversation (laughs) it's also why this episode is going to be a little bit shorter because there's no back and forth there's no one asking questions but um I will open it up to you guys if you would like if you have questions about anything you heard today or you want to comment on anything I've said, or if you want to have a further conversation, um, please do feel free to send me an email. It's sweetmistresshoney at gmail.com. Exactly how it sounds. S-W-E-E-T-M-I-S-T 
M-I-S-T-R-E-S-S-H-O-N-E-Y, sweetmistresshoney at gmail.com. You can email me if you have questions that you would like answered on the podcast. You can email me if you have questions about anything I've said today. You can email me if you just want to leave a comment. I look forward to knowing what you guys think. Um, In fact, even, I guess, starring in this podcast by myself today, this is me showing another vulnerability. I'm not... I'm not being questioned. I'm just telling you exactly who I am, where I've come from a little bit, and how how I see this trajectory going. I look forward to more sensation experiences. I look forward to um, learning more and more what I can do to bring a submissive into subspace. Right now, I am my favorite self, and I love to. I, I can't wait to see what my favorite self becomes as as we keep growing into this experience. But you have my email, my friends. You know a little bit about me now, and I look forward to giving you guys something more to talk about on on future episodes. So this is. Mistress Honey saying, I hope you have a kinky day.